to Teenager Tuesday. This is Tisha Solomon, the student pastor at the Frisco East Campus. Thank you so much for joining us back. Uh, This is session three of our dating series that we're doing. If you are on YouTube, um, just remember that in the dating series that we're in right now, it's audio only. So you will not get to see our beautiful, bright faces, but you will get some great content uh, throughout this series. I'm back again with JD Tomlin. Just so thankful that he has decided to join us uh, for uh, this podcast when we're talking about dating. Um, And this podcast specifically, session three, we're talking about um, thinking about the future, like keeping the future in mind when we're talking to kids, our students about uh, dating and relationships. And so um, with that in mind, JD, uh, when you are talking to your kids and we're talking to your kids and are still talking about to your kids who aren't married about um, just uh, what they're looking for in a spouse, maybe some key qualities that, you know, we think might be great for any person and just any relationship and just thinking about the future. Um, how did you start talking to them about being future-minded, especially with our teenagers, right? Um, they are oftentimes a, a drive-through, uh, give-me-now, you know, type of uh, generation. And and I think we all probably were that way when we we're teenagers. But at some point, we realized that we have to build now on what we want to see for the future. And we have to plan now for what we want to see for the future. And so when you were talking to them about uh, uh, spouses um, and about relationships, I'd love to know about how you kind of navigated that, how you handled that um, as their dad. Tisha, thanks for asking. Yeah. You know, I shaved today expecting <laughs> us to be on video. I'm so disappointed. But. I would love to say that I've done everything perfectly as a parent. Yeah, Uh, I think we'd all love to say uh, that. (laughs) Yeah, if you're listening and you have, please call me and just let me be you. We all need need to know your secrets. Absolutely. So we have uh, not had a intentional conversation with our kids when they were 12 years old about writing all the qualities down that they wanted in a spouse. (laughs) Now, some cultures— some people do that. Maybe do that. Yeah. We don't do arranged marriages in our family. Yeah, Sometimes same. that seems appealing, but uh, it, it hasn't worked yet in yeah. the Tomlin household. So, <laughs> But when I was in my early 20s and I was thinking about what do I want in a future relationship, which has now helped me certainly navigate these conversations with our kids. Yeah. Is, okay, I'm going to write down the things that I really hope to have in a spouse. And I'm also going to write down everything that I should be as a spouse. And it was very interesting that my long list of wants definitely outweighed who I thought I should be and was as a spouse. Interesting. So then I determined it's time for me to start working on me. Oh, that's good. So when I helped our kids determine, okay, someday when you're preparing for marriage, you have to start working on you. You've got to be the person that you would like for the other person to be for you. Whether it's our three daughters or our son. And those conversations start well before even dating. Yeah. It just talks about being uh, uh, the unique you, yeah. that who you were created to be. Absolutely. And I know when I'm speaking, some of you here today have different perspectives, come from different backgrounds. Yeah. The Tomlins come from a perspective that we believe and want uh, our children to be healthy individuals that have marriages that succeed um, and in are uh, and when I say succeed, I can't prevent any of our kids from ever walking down a, a potential 
divorce yeah. or yeah, as uh, much any, as we'd oh like my to, gosh, right? Yes. Yeah. Here's the deal: human we're just, beings are still human beings. We're just here for them. Yeah, we were there for them when they were born. So good as they've grown up. Now, as adults, the relationship shifts. Yeah. But the conversations are still meaningful and deep, and we have the luxury, uh, I know very few families do with young adults now, but we have the luxury that three of the four are living in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex where we live. Yeah, that's amazing. And our fourth is still in college. Um, she has not been threatened to move back to the <laughs> DFW area, but, you know, selfishly, we hope that you she hope will be. You hope she ends up back here, yeah. And so we get to see them regularly. Yeah, and And I amazing. look at a lot of families that don't have that luxury. Yeah. And perhaps they don't even want that luxury. Yeah. And that's okay. We just happen to get to see and be with our kids often. And so as we have helped our two daughters that are married navigate that relationship and that yep. conversation about future spouses, we're helping our youngest two as well. And when I say helping, we just have open dialogue in our family. If you haven't yeah. already heard that on this podcast, yeah. we're the family that really anything can be discussed yeah. at any given time. It's so good. And at the dinner table, when almost everyone was or was there, including our sons-in-law recently, I, I brought up this topic. Yeah, I love and that. And for an hour and a half, we unpacked it. Yeah. And one of my sons-in-law texted me later, and without sharing the details, he said, wow, man, thanks for that honest transparent, somewhat uncomfortable conversation. Yeah, yeah. And it was um, and is the DNA of our family. Yeah. And so back to your question yeah. of what do they look for in a spouse in a relationship? I, I, hey, before you even make your list, make the list for yourself and so who good. you need to be so that you can be what you want the other person yeah. to be. At Hope, we have this saying um and it's this, it's draw a circle around yourself and begin to work on what's inside that circle. Absolutely. And we're the only ones who are in that circle. We're the only ones who can begin to work on who's inside that circle. And that's us. And so many times we're so busy looking outward, looking for someone else, doing all that when we have stuff that we've got to work on ourselves. And so I love that advice where when we're talking to our kids about sp spouses and relationships, because the reality is, is there's so many different people that have different qualities and different great things about them. It's hard to really narrow down. But if you're in a healthy, healthy place and you're just praying that your um, your kids' spouse, your student's spouse are in a healthy place, man, it, it doesn't matter like the qualities or the background or any of that. Those are not the things you're really looking at anyways. You're looking to yourself and saying like, man, is this a person that I could see myself being with, you know, um, based on their health and, and who they are and, um, you know, what they've had to work through to get to where they are now. Absolutely. You know, when I think of a lot of my friends, we've had the privilege of living in this area for quite some time. Yeah. We've raised our kids here and, and, and we have a lot of friends from a lot of different circles. And when I post this question about dating and helping your kids navigate this time of their life recently in a Facebook post, yeah. one of my friends, very honestly and transparently, said that after a year of being divorced, 
I, I don't even know where to start, and yeah. I'm certainly not a good source yeah. of this topic. Mm-hmm. And that may be true for some of you. Absolutely. And, and that's said with grace, by the Absolutely. way, and in complete respect yeah. for your acknowledgement of where you are in life. And that's where having mentors available for your kids, yeah. fellowship being one great place for yeah. that, where adults that can love and help and come alongside you Absolutely. as a parent to help your kids navigate this time. Yeah. Because I know that not everyone listening today has the luxury of being in a really healthy place, perhaps yeah. in your marriage or in your own life, yeah. where you're much less able to be healthy for your kids. And yeah. so just be cognizant and aware that there are people that really can and want to come alongside you and help you navigate these conversations. Yeah. Tisha, you're a great example in the many adults that love mm-hmm. serving students yes, for at sure. Hope Fellowship Church. Yeah. Well, and I love, too, what you were just saying about um, modeling. Uh, listen, if we want our kids to be healthy, then we have to make sure that we're finding our place of health, too. Absolutely. And that we're working on our stuff. And when they see us working on who we are and becoming um, the best version of of who God created us to be, it encourages them, I think, and challenges them and lets them know that that's an important thing in this life, yes. is that we are working on who we are, that we are working on, um, you know, being healthier, whether if that's going to counseling, uh, we have regeneration here, we have something student regen, uh, regeneration for students, uh, we have small groups uh, that students can be involved in where we have vetted volunteers who will literally come along, just like you said, JD, love your students um, and help them as they walk through figuring out their own stuff. That is for sure. Yes, absolutely. So, um, man, I, this is so good. And just even thinking about the future, um, future relationships, future spouses. Um, I think one other thing that we can do is just pray for our kids, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, because um, dating, um, relationships, all of that can be so, so, so difficult. Absolutely. And so if we are praying for our kids intentionally about just who they are, who God created them to be, praying for their future spouse. I remember my parents praying over my future spouse. I have three teenagers myself. I'm praying for their futures Mm -hmm. um, and and what that is, uh, you know, if they choose to marry and whoever they choose to marry and um, that they would be in a healthy spot, that everybody involved, you know, would be in a healthy place. Well, and I know that this is not comfortable for every parent, but not yeah. only did we pray for our kids, we prayed with our kids. Oh, for sure. And if mm-hmm. I could recommend one book, Ooh, yeah. if your kids are older and maybe even starting to prepare for that next stage of a, a, a relationship that leads to marriage, Ready yeah. to Wed, I read it recently. The author is Dr. Greg and Aaron Smalley, okay. S-M-A-L-L-E-Y, Ready yeah. to Wed. And I took our most recent uh, second daughter and new son-in-law through this book, oh, awesome. kind of a mentorship. Yeah. And guys, I'm so in love with the concepts from that book awesome. that I would highly recommend that you get that for yourself. Yeah for your own marriage, and for your kids as they navigate this topic someday as well. I love it. I love it, J.D. Awesome. Thanks so much for being with us. Um, Our next podcast, we have one more session, session four. And uh, like J.D. mentioned, when he was preparing for this podcast, he kind of got all of his kids together at dinner and said, hey, let's talk about dating a little bit. And um, I can't wait to hear about some of the stuff that they had to say during our next session. It's going to be great. It's going to be so fun. Parents, remember, you can do this. You are not alone. God is with you, and so are we. We'll see you next time. Thank you.